0: The Monkey's Laughing Place Hello, this is Jana and I'm dropping by with another one of our popular monkey stories Once upon a time, ages ago, a man was very annoyed with a monkey The monkey lived in a tree at the end of his garden He used to play his guitar late at night and hold parties with the other monkeys But the noise prevented the man and his children from falling asleep, and as they all had to get up early for work and school, they were constantly yawning. So one Sunday afternoon, the man decided to set a trap for the monkey. It was a clever snare that involved a rope, a stone and a trigger, and it was all fastened to a bendy branch of the tree in which the monkey lived. On Monday morning when the monkey was not feeling his best, he accidentally put one foot in the noose of the rope and stepped on the twig that was the trigger. The trap was sprung and the monkey shot high up into the air. He found himself upside down, dangling with one foot caught tight in the rope. Now the jungle is a very gossipy place and words soon got round that the monkey had been tricked and trapped. Soon the bear came lumbering along and gazed up at the monkey. "Serves you right, he growled. You stole my honey, <laughs> laughed the monkey. Then the jackal sloped up to the tree and snarled at the monkey. Don't expect me to feel sorry
1: for you, you threw a stick while I was fetching it. You stole all my food. You loser! <laughs> that
2: was a clever trick!
0: The heron flew past and said, That monkey pulled faces and made me laugh, so that I dropped the fish I had in my mouth.
2: That was one of my
0: best ha <laughs> ha! That was a good one! The crocodile <laughs> crawled out of the river, especially to see the monkey. He had been furious with him for ages. He said, accusingly,
1: When I was snoozing on the bank of the river, that monkey stuck his stick in my open mouth so that I couldn't close it.
0: Screeched the monkey hysterically. Then the tiger bounded up and roared. Hey, Mr. Monkey! Why are you laughing so much? Don't you know you're done for now? I'll climb up and eat you before the man catches you. Laughed the monkey at the top of his voice. I don't see a joke. Did I say something witty? asked the tiger. And then the bear said to the tiger You never made a witty remark in your entire life But this monkey thinks everything is funny Even his own downfall (laughs) And then the crocodile snapped I'd like to see him smile on the other side of his face (laughs) And then the heron said There's
2: something really fishy going on here Oh, (laughs) that's such a good one
0: And then the tiger roared Oh, tell me monkey, before I eat you up What in the world is so funny?
2: Well, when I want to giggle, I just go to my laughing place And I think of all the tricks that I can play And I laugh all day long now that I can't go there, I just imagine I'm there and I think of loads and loads of funny things. <laughs> I just can't help myself,
0: I've got to laugh. A laughing place? What, what nonsense, I don't believe any of it, roared the tiger. But the bear scratched his head and said, I'd like to see that laughing place. The tiger looked him in the eye and replied, You dumb bear! The laughing place doesn't exist! The bear didn't like to be called dumb, and so to prove that he was more intelligent than the tiger, he punched him on the nose. The tiger roared his loudest roar, showing all his terrifyingly sharp teeth. But the bear was so big and strong, that he wasn't afraid of the tiger. He was stubborn too. Listen, he said to the tiger, that monkey ain't smart enough to think up all those tricks on his own. Instead, he goes to his laughing place where he finds all sorts of clever ideas. Wouldn't you like to have a place like that? We could both be the trickiest animals in the jungle. Let's cut him down from the tree and make him show us where it is. And if the laughing place don't exist, well, then we can just eat him anyway. What have we got to lose? The tiger did not want to fight the bear and so he agreed to the plan. Next, he sprang up the tree and sliced the rope with his razor sharp claw. The monkey tumbled down towards the ground and was caught in the arms of the bear. The bear put the monkey down, still holding the end of the rope, and commanded Now, monkey, take us to your laughing place if it exists, all right? Oh, certainly, cried the monkey, still (coughs) laughing. And off he skipped as best he could with his leg tied in a rope. The monkey led the tiger and the bear through the jungle to a place that was thick with bushes. He pointed to a particularly fierce thicket of thorns and said, In there! That's where my laughing place is. Go inside there and you will
2: find all sorts of tricks and funny schemes.
0: The bear crashed into the bushes and soon the tiger and the monkey heard him call out. (laughs)
2: See, he's laughing already,
0: said the monkey to the tiger
2: You'd better get in there
0: before that greedy bear steals all the tricks and there are none left for you The tiger didn't want the bear to keep all the tricks to himself So he too charged into the bushes And soon he was also roaring Not with laughter, but with sharp pain Because the bushes were home to some fierce bees called hornets and they were now busy stinging the bear and the tiger The two animals charged out of the bushes and ran headlong for the river where they could dive under the water and escape the bees
1: You liar!
0: There's nothing funny about that place called out the tiger as he ran past the monkey who was now up a tree laughing even more than he was before I didn't say you would find it funny said the monkey
2: I said it was my laughing place not yours and it's full of my tricks and schemes and that's why I'm laughing my head off it's my laughing place not yours
0: (laughs) and that was The Monkey's Laughing Place. <laughs> written by Bertie and read by me, Jana for StoryNori.com. It was adapted from traditional tales. In a moment, Bertie will be reading another story from our competition winners. But first, it's time to mention our wonderful sponsor, Athletic Greens. Every day when I return from my early morning walk, I look forward to my favourite drink of the day, AG1 from Athletic Greens. I love it when I open the pack and smell the fruity aroma of the green powder which I mix with cold water and shake well. It's now very much part of my daily routine. And it's even better because I know it's packed with 75 vitamins, superfoods, minerals, probiotics and adaptogens for stress, anxiety and fatigue. AG1 is easy to knock back. I take my drink on an empty stomach and feel settled and ready for the day. I always look forward to my morning drink of AG1. It really is a great way to boost your immune system. So this is perfect for you busy grown-ups in the family. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water each morning That's it. No need for a million different vitamins and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash story. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash story to take ownership of your health, and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And now, here's Bertie with another competition winner!
1: So Richard Tay from Beijing in China writes, I'm nine years old. I listen to Story Nori every night to pass the time. I hope other kids can listen to my story read out on Story Nori very much. Well actually Richard, I really liked your story set in the future and I'm very happy to read it out. A long time after now, a businesswoman called Madame Jeek invented flying cars, which made her super rich. Her brand was called Feather, and sales were racing off the chart. One day, when she flew her car, the battery ran out, and she fell down. Down and down she went for what seemed like a trillion years. Suddenly, there was a great boom, and Madame Jeek realised that she had hit the ground. She had expected it to be in front of a candy shop shown on the sat-nav when she started falling, but she opened her eyes to check, and it was a strange place. She sat up, climbed out of the emergency hatch, and had a good look. Hmm, everything was upside down, the other way round from the way it was meant to be. She had a walk around and, once she crossed the road, she got into trouble. In her world, you might say our world, people crossed at green, but here, people crossed on red. Of course, she didn't know, so she went on green. There was a car going by when she crossed, heading straight for her. If the driver hadn't been very experienced and hadn't immediately pressed the brake, the car would have crashed straight into her. The driver was mad and called the police. The policeman looked at Madame Jeek and asked, ''Where are your parents?'' ''Why, back home?'' Madame Jeek answered, feeling confused. ''All right. Why aren't you in school, kid? I don't go to school, do I? Replied Madame Jeek, feeling confused about being a kid. Well, we've got to get you into one, the policeman told her. Madame Jeek started to realise that people age backwards in this world, so she was considered to be a kid. So she was temporarily put into a class in the nearest school, where she listened to the lessons at the back of the classroom. At P.E. class, the teacher told them to line up in the corridor outside the classroom. She put her hands into her pockets because she was a bit cold. No pockets when lining up, grumbled the teacher. So she had to put her hands out into the cold. Once they got to the gym, the P.E. teacher howled at them. Today our target is to jump rope for 200 times. No talking, playing, or cheating. She was shocked by the number 200, but she could only do as the P.E. teacher said because she recalled that when she was little, her P.E. teacher had scolded her for not doing the right thing. She was exhausted after the P.E. class and somehow sat through the final class not even thinking. Now it was home time. She immediately looked across the direction of where she had first fallen into this land and saw her car there. She thought, if only I could somehow fly that car away. She became very hungry after all the adventures and backwards living and decided to buy some food. She arrived at the food stall and picked one of the catchy snacks and took it to the counter. The cashier looked at the snack she had picked and said, That'll be twenty bucks. She took out one of the many twenty dollar bills from her purse and gave it to the cashier. The cashier looked at it again and again and again and muttered, Did you draw this? Madame Jeek realised that they used different money in that place, and all the money in her purse had become worthless slips of paper. And now her stomach grumbled like thunder. She really needed some food, or at least some money. Well, maybe I'll do what those poor people do, and beg, she thought. I'm a celebrity, and I'm fancily dressed and everything, and And if I suddenly start to beg, people will think I'm crazy." In the end, she was so hungry that no matter what, she started to beg. She wandered off into the crowded street and emptied her ultra-luxury handbag to be used as a money container. Only a few extremely careless people dropped some plastic chips. She finally managed to buy a tiny box of cookies and ate them at lightning speed. And then she heard a deafening thump coming right from where her car had fallen. She looked across and saw Mr. Smith, one of her best friends, who had just fallen into this world too. Hey, Jeek, didn't know you'd be here, boomed Mr. Smith's voice. Madam Jeek ran across to Mr. Smith and asked, Did your car malfunction too? No, I just accidentally clicked the drop button, said Mr. Smith. "'Mine ran out of battery,' said Madam Jeek. "'Can we take yours back out?' Mr Smith was more than pleased to take Madam Jeek back out to the normal world, so off they took and flew out of the jet-black portal and back home. From then on, Madam Jeek knew how it felt to be poor, and she worked with as many charity organisations as she could to help those in need.' She also realised that children were being treated a bit too strictly these days, and she contacted a few schools and children's organisations and told them to treat children with more love and care. And Madame Jeek lived happily ever after. Well, Richard, who does not love flying cars at in time? For now, from me and Jana at StoryNori.com, Goodbye.